bluegrass to bossa nova, blues to news, and the list goes on. Our programmers are passionate curators providing you hours of music and news. We hope you'll find a home here at WMNF where there will always be a place for you in our community radio family. Stay safe and be well, and thank you for listening. The opinions presented on the Healthy Steps show are the evidence-based opinions of Dr. Fred Harvey, the callers, and his guests. These are not the opinions of the staff, the volunteers, or the board of WMNF. The information provided on the show is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. There is no implied patient-physician relationship in these calls. The nature of the calls is educational and informational only. Hello out there, my dear friends, and thank you for keeping your radio tuned to WMNF Tampa. And definitely welcome to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey. Put on your Ray-Bans. Today, the good doctor wants to engage us in a discussion on summer eye health. And you are invited to participate in this discussion or if you have any related medical questions by calling 813-239-9663 or sending an email to dj at wnf.org. You can also text us at 813-433-0885. And a very good morning to you, Dr. Fred. In keeping with July being Eye Health Month, today you want to implore us to recognize the eye's essential role in our overall health. As a lifetime member of the Four Eyes Club, I've been wearing glasses since first grade. One would think that I would know and understand more about the situation, but I have to confess. My study in ophthalmology almost begins and ends with Aldous Huxley's book, The Art of Seeing. It is an interesting but impractical book, and there's little or no reason to wonder why there are no 60s rock bands named after it. So, Doc, let me ask. What can I do to treat my eyes and thereby myself better? Thank you, Bill. A great introduction as usual. Good Monday morning. And good Monday morning to you too. What you got? So I have some talks about healthy eyesight, obviously. And I think uh, let's start with some definitions. What, what, What are some of the problems that we get with the eyes? Cataracts, I think, are one of the things that most people know a lot about. Um, there's a lot of cataract surgery going on in the uh, uh, here in the Southwest Florida, um, and one of the reasons is that uh, ultraviolet light actually can accelerate the development of cataracts, and we get a lot of sun here, and so. One of the things that we can do to prevent cataracts is to wear sunglasses when we spend time in peak sun. I don't think we have to actually be diligent about it when the sun is below the 10 o'clock or 4 o'clock kind of horizon so that the rays are rather horizontal rather than vertically coming at us and really providing a lot of intense ultraviolets, but they're always there. When you're out in the peak sun, wear sunglasses that actually are wraparounds. Don't wear designer ones that have a little spot of dark in front of your eyes because then you have all this ultraviolet coming in around the outsides. Um, your eye may dilate and allow even more of that to sneak in. And so you can get more damage that way. But <clears throat> most people who develop cataracts are over 40. And the reason is that it takes time to develop them. Um, you can get cataracts younger, but it's usually a traumatic thing where the eye is injured. Some other things can um, actually promote more cataract development. Certain medications can. Corticosteroids, the use of prednisone on a regular basis can actually accelerate those cataracts. Um, getting shots in the knees have corticosteroids. Shots in the back like epidurals. Um, may not be getting oral corticosteroids, but intravenous is, is uh, as bad or, or possibly worse because it's a higher dose. Statins can also accelerate the uh, development of cataracts. Diabetes can do it. 
Um, as I said, eye injury, radiation treatment can actually accelerate it. Um, obviously, there's a familial pattern, so relatives with cataracts might predispose you as well. Alcohol is a toxin. Alcohol is a pro-oxidant, so it actually causes damage through oxidative stress, and that accelerates cataract development. Any kinds of eye inflammation, autoimmune disease, um, and um, even high myopia or very, very, very severe nearsightedness over, you know, four or five diopters, um, smoking definitely accelerates it. And so cataracts are something that's prevalent. It can be treated though, though, you know, whenever we replace a normal functioning, you know, organ with a synthetic replacement, like a plastic lens, which is what they do for an intraocular lens placement, you end up with less efficiency because you can't actually accommodate your vision. The, the, the fake lens is actually, uh, viewing in one plane of focus. So we have to actually, um, um, use other lenses, reading glasses or driving glasses or have monocular vision with a, a, a lens in each eye to help accommodate for that. So we want our, we want to preserve our own organ. We want to do the best we can with that. So I'll talk about prevention in a bit, but um, uh, just remember that cataracts can be fixed, but imperfectly. Another problem that's very difficult um, and rather common is glaucoma. Uh, glaucoma is an increase in pressure inside the eye. The pressure then damages the optic nerve that leaves the back of the eye and you get decreases in vision because the nerve itself begins to die from the pressure. Diabetes retinopathy. Um, diabetes causes vascular damage and it causes a well-recognized pattern of um, destruction of the retina. It causes blindness like macular, de macular degeneration and actually acute or wet type macular degeneration works very similar to diabetes associated retinopathy in that the small capillary arteries leak and cause bleeds and cause damage. And that's what ends up ruining your vision. The, uh, so macular degeneration is another type of deterioration and, um, Autoimmunity is also uh, associated with changes in vision from a variety of different pathways. Um, and all of these are associated with oxidative stress. So the ways we actually can reduce it is by working on that oxidative stress. Then we have to remember that there's just the normal variance of vision, nearsight, farsight, and then we have the aging sight, presbyopia it's called, and that's when in your uh, middle age, the book is much too close to read until you're reading at the end of your arm and then you can't read anymore and you need reading glasses. Um, that is also oxidative stress and a uh, repetitive use injury. Um, the presbyopia comes from focusing in one plane of vision for too long, not practicing on um, actually using the muscles of accommodation, the ciliary body that goes the whole way around the lens to stretch it out or let it relax and become fat. As you change the shape of the lens, you can focus differently. And so there is a book called The Yoga of Perfect Eyesight. Um, and uh, I've been using that since I was in my 20s. There are many exercises in there where you focus on a candle across the room and focus on a candle close to you, working on 
that accommodation, practicing distance focus, near focus, distance focus, near focus, that actually helps you with eyesight. So I would suggest that you look up eye exercises online. It's easy to find. Um, you could even look up the book, which is probably out of print because I think it was printed in about 1960, um, The Yoga of Perfect Eyesight. There are many other people working on that though. So uh, remember, this is a call-in show and we are on WMNF Tampa. Yes, absolutely. And anybody who wants to call can get us at 813-239-9663. And I do believe that we've got Clay on the line. Let's get him. Good morning, Clay. Good morning. And good morning to you, Doc. We missed Hi, you Clay. Week. Thank you. So um, I really didn't call to talk about the eye, but uh, I've been doing eye six exercises for uh, years, 40 years now. Excellent. Uh, I see clearly method. Uh, oh, okay. And, and it works out quite well. Everyone in my family, I have five sisters and a brother and my mother and my father. Everyone wears glasses, but me. That's wonderful. Keep exercising. And yep. it's, I see clearly method, huh? It's yeah. It's called. I see clearly method. Wonderful. Um, it, it, that's really all it is. Number of eye exercises, focusing exercises, and changing your focus back and forth from you know different things. Um, yes, works quite, quite well. And you just get up every morning and do them, and just spend you know five five minutes is all it really takes. It's so easy, isn't it? it it's just it, a, a simple commitment and so little time and so worthwhile. It does. It works great. So, and I'm I'm sixty seven years old now, so been working out well for me. That's excellent. Congratulations, Clay. Keep well, it up, man. One of the things, uh, too, that uh, I noticed there's a lot of usage or a lot of uh, doctors are doing is Lasix, and sometimes uh, unnecessarily, especially the yes. elderly people. Uh, Lasix surgery? Um, yeah, the, the um, um, laser, yes, where you right. cut the uh, cornea in different ways, yes. Right. So, um, anyway, I've run into quite a number of folks who've had some bad experiences with Lasix surgery, so... Uh, yeah, actually, it, it's not, you know, it's a major surgery. And, and um, um, I have um, I have a family member that, that did it and is, is, you know, 10, 15 years out doing fine. I just have never wanted to risk actually letting anybody operate on my eyes. So I do I do wear glasses, but um, I, uh, I don't need them when I <laughs> as much because I do the, ex the eye exercises. I use them so I can see road signs primarily and make sure I can get all the fine details when I'm talking on my computer, on this, looking at my computer. So, um, yes, keep it up, Clay. Thank you. Um, so, so actually, uh, what I called you about, though, is what's that? Uh, Novavax has finally been approved. It's passed all its hurdles. They yes, you know, I, I know that's out and um, there's more information about uh, BA4 and BA5. So I've decided that next week I'm going to do a coronavirus update again. Oh, OK, good. Good. All right. They're, they're we'll actually talk. recommending they use Novavax as the booster for those two. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it all next week. I want to put it all together right. again because Please there's new information. And thanks for all your hard work. Cool. Thank you. Bye. All right. Um, I've got Rick on the line and something about vision and the ways to deal with it. Good morning, Rick. Hi, Rick. Good morning. Good morning, Dr. Fred. Um, yes, uh, I've had poor eyesight since I was a child, um, and it's something up in the 420 range, something like that, so I have pretty thick glasses. Um, and I'm fine. I, I do everything actively. Uh, doesn't affect my life much at all, except putting on glasses. But um, I've had contacts for a while. But recently I developed 
glaucoma in the last couple of years, uh, maybe three or four years or so, and I've been treating it with uh, two different eye drops, latanoprost and bromonidine. And that's been good because it's been keeping the pressures down. Um, my optometrist had measured me a couple of years ago and, and had pro- provided eyeglasses that were really excellent. And then a year and a half later, it was during COVID, so I wasn't able to get to the appointment um, for, for a while, maybe it was even two years. I went back and um, she said, it's amazing, your, your eye has actually improved in vision at this point in your life. This is very unusual. She said, what are you doing? I said, well, I said, we haven't, we don't change our lifestyle or habit that much, but I said, we, in the last month, we pretty much got rid of all dairy. And mm. she said, hmm, that's interesting. She said, that's, that's, that maybe is what it did, what did it. I don't know if that's, you know, uh, something that maybe dairy provides inflammation, puts pressure on the sinuses and that affects it. I don't know. But in any case, uh, the pressures are being pretty constantly monitored and they're okay. Uh, but so you have, um, what's, you, you probably have the classic open angle glaucoma, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah, the, so, the tenopros didn't affect it too well. It, uh-huh. Another doctor recommended bromidine, so the two drops keep it down to around somewhere between 12 and 16 pressure, where it was up to 22. One of, the theories, one of the theories for that open angle glaucoma, at the edge of the cornea, um, where the cornea or the uh, cornea and the iris come together, um, there's a filtration apparatus, and <clears throat> that filtration apparatus may become junked up, which is what happens in um, inflammation of the eye, in um, autoimmune problems with the eye. But the proteins from dairy can be absorbed, and they also can cause some immune issues. So you may be actually having a, a buildup, as some people notice when they drink dairy, they actually get a lot more um, nasal mucus. Yes. And so that mucoid reaction, that could be actually happening in the eye because all the skin is the same. And there could be a buildup of these proteins that are making the filtration slower. So yeah, dairy actually really could be a trigger, though it's not, I haven't seen specific articles on it, but it does make intuitive sense when you know what it does with the amount of mucus in people that are responsive to it. Yes, it's it's perhaps, I don't know if you would say that that would be an increased set of floaters. Would you... If you, if you were doing dairy... No, floater, floaters are different. Floaters, okay. So it has nothing to yeah, do with that. It's just, it's yeah. just the question of the, the proteins in there concentrating and kind of blurring your, your, your angle of vision at that point. Yeah. And I'm glad okay. you brought it up because because the, the, the floaters are actually in the back of the eye, not in the front where the glaucoma is. And the floaters are simply um, these pieces, these little strands of protein that happen when your retina as you age and don't drink enough water um, tend to pull away from the uh, uh, retina itself, and there's a little gap in there, and the the little uh, not torn retina, but pieces of little protein are stuck in there, and that's what you see floating around. Okay, great. That, that clears that up. Wow. So make <laughs> sure you get a lot of water. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Appreciate You're welcome. That. Okay. Have a great day, Rick. Bye-bye. Dr. Harvey. So, um, onward with uh, more understanding about risk and eyes. Um, so overweight and obesity is an inflammatory condition that promotes more risk. Um, diabetes, a family history of eye problems. Ethnicity is a big one. Um, African uh, descent has a huge association with open angle glaucoma and is the actual leading cause of irreversible blindness um, in African-Americans. 
Native Americans, they are su uh, subject to more severe diabetes than most other Americans. Um, and so they are, so they have much more diabetes associated retinopathy. And an interesting thing is many, um, of Latino descent are actually, uh, highly indigenous as well, as we know. And there was a study that showed when, um, more than 50% of the, uh, heritage in Latinos is of either African or indigenous or if, if African uh, uh, descent and indigenous descent, you have higher incidences of diabetes retinopathy. Um, Asians have a higher incidence of um, uh, closed angle glaucoma and normal pressure glaucoma. So Asians are really at risk for glaucoma. And Caucasians have another thing that's associated with the cornea. It's called a pseudo exfoliation glaucoma. And um, I know this one because my father has it. And um, I believe that anything that disturbs the cornea will actually make this problem worse. And it seems that it comes up in literature, which is one of the reasons that I've not allowed myself to have LASIK surgery because it actually affects the cornea and may result in um, those kinds of changes. Um, so there are lots of things that predispose us. And so our, our um, um, direction that we want to go in, in reduction of risk is to actually work on these predisposing conditions that would increase those problems. But um, I think it's time for a station identification again. Ah, very prudent. I'd like to tell folks that you're listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. And you can participate by calling 813-239-9663. And we're looking forward to your call. You can also send us emails at DJ at WMNF.org, and you can also, one more way to get to us, text us at 813-433-0885. What you got there, doctor? Well, here's an interesting question from Dennis um, in Brooksville. Um, it's my understanding that glass inherently filters ultraviolet to a significant extent, whereas plastic lenses only do that if they have a coating to filter the UV. Can I confirm that? Actually, um, Glass does have some UV filtration. Some plastics do. It depends on the plastic. Um, completely transparent plastic, uh, uh, especially lens plastic for your, for your glasses, they need a coating from what I understand. But I, I don't, don't take this as, um, uh, the final word. But, um, from what I understand, yes, that's, they, they do need, um, a, a coating. And John asks, I have a cataract in one eye and require uh, cataract surgery. Would I recommend a regular lens, either near or far, or the multifocal lens? Um, and actually, the reason he asks is, um, could this be impacted by lights at night? And actually, I'm not the person to ask. I don't have one of those in, and um, I'm not really certain. Um, I think that the person to really give you the lowdown on that is the cataract surgeon and actually doing some online research. Um, it would probably be worthwhile to look at some um, cataract support groups for people that have had specific lenses and talk about that with them. Um, they all have different effects and all of the plastic lenses have some distortion, you might say. There, there will be some uh, stars you might see uh, it, when, when at night, um, but it's not the same for every lens. So that's definitely something to explore with other people. 
I think we have some callers. Oh, we got quite a few callers right now. The line's almost longer than a CVS cash register receipt. I've got Fez, Patty, Sam, and Jerry. So let's go to Fez. Let's go. Hello. Hi, Fez. Can you hear me? I can. How are you doing? Fantastic. How are you today? Good. I was calling in because the conversation about DMT and ayahuasca interested me. Um, and the reason why is because... Well, here's a question for you, Fez. Does it have something to do with the eyes? That's why I feel like they put me through to the wrong show. <laughs> Possibly, because we're like, not talking about DMT today. Right. I was like, no, I was listening on this, uh, what, HD3 The Source, because you've got three channels on this, and I'm like, uh, they put me on the wrong show. <laughs> well, you, we can't access HD3 here. Um, that's probably a syndicated show. Uh, this is would be uh, HD one. It's on the app. <laughs> you press. You're on the app. And you press call DJ, and then they go to the wrong show. Well, you you called the DJ, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll have a lovely day, yeah, guys. And I was going to say, let's go to Patty and see what she has to offer. Hey, Patty. Patty. Good morning, Patty. Okay, let's go to Sam. The line seems long until we start running Hello. out of people. Good morning, Sam. Sam? Yes, I had, I had a question for doctor. Um, I wonder, I've had issues with high blood pressure, and when my blood pressure is high, my vision gets uh, not as clear. It gets a little blurry. And then when my blood pressure comes down, it seems to go away, and I can see okay. I was wondering... If you've heard about that or if you know anything, you know, I, I'm right now I'm doing things so that I don't have high blood pressure. So you know, my blood pressure is normal, but in those instances, it's kind of. Yes, yeah, Sam. Let me know. That would be great. Sure. Um, blood pressure does um, affect lots of systems and. Uh, you know, everybody experiences it differently. And when you have. Um, elevated blood pressure, you can put um, pressure on the brain. That that could be, actually your your vision is in two parts. Your eye perceives light, and then it sends a signal to the brain that has to actually interpret the light. And so, blood pressure can cause your brain to dysfunction. So you might not be interpreting the light signals as uh, effectively as you would normally. Um, but it also can put pressure on the eye blood vessels and make that less efficient too. So. Um, if you have an early warning system where your vision changes with high blood pressure, that's really fortunate because many people don't notice that they have high blood pressure. And um, yeah, you should be doing your best to keep it controlled. Um, and with those symptoms, I'd try to keep the systolic, the top number under 120 and the bottom number uh, at 70 or so. Thank you. That's, that's basically where I am right now. And I've been doing Good. it through diet. But uh, any uh, suggestions on blood pressure? The lower blood pressure from my eyes. Um, I would, I would appreciate that. Well, most people, um, especially when we sweat a lot in Florida, are a bit deficient in magnesium. So a good magnesium supplement can actually really make a big impact on blood pressure. And we also sweat a lot of potassium. So eating potassium rich foods um, and eating magnesium rich foods. Green leafy greens are really high in magnesium. Um, 
potassium uh, cantaloupe is a great source of of potassium. So is, uh, um, 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 honeydew. Those those really give you some good water too to hydrate during the summer. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of coconut water, and it that excellent helps a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I am doing. I'm also doing a product called Calm that I get it rolling ahead, and um, uh, that's magnesium. Yeah, yeah, it's magnesium. good choices. I don't. Yeah, and um, I had that's that's actually kept me off of statin drugs. Doing that, changing my diet a little bit, not eating as much red meat. Um, just did a lot of different things. I eat a lot of beef. Uh, yeah, so. I've got good choices. Sounds like you're doing it right, man. Hey, thank you. I appreciate what you do for our community. Glad to help, Sam. All right, man. Peace. Have a great day. All right. It looks like I've got Gil on the line. Good morning, Gil. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, good morning. You're you're getting a lot of uh, technical eye questions and uh, should have a consult third party with an eye doctor in to help you. Get, uh, yes, actually, going to try and be doing some of that here in the future. <laughs> well, I'm one, and I happen to just tune into your program. I was surfing the uh, in that, uh, surfing the phone, and I just happened to you were talking about um, the holistic eye issues, and that's yes. always interesting to to a practitioner as well. So, are you an ophthalmologist, optometrist? I'm an optometrist, medical optometrist. Wonderful. So, um, <clears throat> actually, stop by the uh, Healthy Steps Show page and 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 contact me or send one to the DJ here. Give me your contact. Maybe we should have a little um, chat sometime online. Yeah, that would be good. Just a couple of I just remember some of the questions that I don't know if your listeners are still listening, but the the premium lenses uh, they're only good if you're going to have both eyes done, um, uh, you know, within a relatively short period of time, and. Uh, there are certain kinds of lenses that work different depending upon the pupil size. And yes. The, the way the lens works optically, it has a concentric uh, circle design, which goes from uh, a higher power to a lower power, and that with the pupil diameter then allows you to either see in the distance or read. When you look in the distance, your pupil tends to dilate. Yes. Read, your pupil tends to constrict, and that's how the premium lenses work. So, if you have a larger pupil, especially at night, you're going. Your pupil will naturally dilate, and you'll bring into the into play some of these concentric circles, and that will cause a star effect or um, uh, a star bursting effect. And that's one of the complications post-op from doing some of the premium lenses. Yes. When you, you mentioned something, Gil, that I wanted to mention in, in my talk at, at some point along here, and, and maybe you could elaborate on it. I believe that a dilated eye exam is critical for everyone. Uh, oh, you know, there, I had a professor in school said it's never rare if it's in your chair. And so <laughs> uh, the only way you can look is to have a dilated eye exam. And so often is the case, um, especially with floaters, you just can't dismiss floaters. Right. You, you have, uh, you know, probably one chance in a hundred of having a small tear in the, in the peripheral retina, which, uh, or, or the signs of a tear, which then you would, uh, you would do a little laser to seal those off. So you, 
it would prevent uh, prevent the tear from happening. And so floaters are very common, but uh, they should be checked out um, yep. fairly quickly when you experience that. I agree with that, and so that's why I think everybody needs a good look. What would you say, Gil? Every year or every other year? Uh, depends on age, in uh, in your in your history and your family. Um, you know, the big three is glaucoma, hypertension, and diabetes. Uh, if you get one of those, statistically, you go up significantly. For yep. the other two, uh, if you're African American or dark pigmented skin, those statistics are blown up about 15 times. Um, so your familial history has um, has a lot to do with that, and uh, but. Generally speaking, I tell my patients the yearly exam. Most insurance companies will pay for that without a copay as a uh, as a wellness exam, and that's becoming uh, more common. If you're diabetic, that's great. If you're diabetic in Florida, your insurance company must pay for uh, a eye exam yearly, and I recommend that every diabetic uh, have a dilated fundus exam at least once a year. You'll yes, I agree. Retinopathy usually about 15 years out. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, diabetes is a disease. We don't get rid of it. We manage it. Um, and so you're, you're a caller that had high blood pressure and his vision changed, probably had either his eye pressure moved up, hypertensive glaucoma suspect, or his blood sugar may have moved as well. Yeah, agreed. Just thinking back to the mirror. Gil, thank you so much. Um, Love to talk to you again. That's good. Wonderful. Thanks. Come on back. (laughs) You bet. Take care. Have fun. Okay. Oh, hey, Gil. And anyway, uh, there's a there's a a a fun drive going on. Meet the match. If you think about it, hit the tip jar. It'd be awesome. Right. And don't (laughs) don't be afraid of having LASIK. Um, You you just need to go to um, there's. There's dot, uh, we, I call them LASIK docs in the box. Yes. Uh, if, if you go to a corneal ophthalmologist, yes, that's a, that's a person that, that sees tertiary referrals. Yes. They're very conservative, and they take a conservative approach to doing any refractory yeah, yeah. surgery. Agreed. Uh, and I, I, I would look into that, and I, I have thought about it, but I'm just a guy who is very hesitant to do any kind of invasive procedures, and I'm fine with my I, glasses. I, I, look, I'm, I'm the same way as you, so I'm... Uh, <laughs> I've been in the profession my whole life, my father before me, and I, I'm in total agreement with you. Excellent. Well, have a lovely week. Thanks. Same to you. Thanks. I think that was great having, I guess I'll call him Dr. Gill on the line. Dr. Gill, yes, definitely. All right. Um, I've got Jamie, who's been waiting patiently, and Gary behind him or her. Oop. Hi, Jamie. Nope, let's go to Gary. Oh, Gary's up. Okay, I'm up. Um, first of all, I want to Repeat what Dr. Harvey said. Hit tip jar, everybody. Secondly, I want to say that a couple of weeks ago, I went to a facility in Largo called the Lighthouse. And uh, Oh, it's a great place. It's a great place. Thanks for bringing that up, Gary. Thank you. And um, I'll tell you, it was fantastic what they saw. They have program for the youth program for adults and it was a great facility so i encourage everybody to go in there 
because you're going to be in for surprise. It was super great. Okay, bye. Bye, Gary. Thank you so much. All right, we're quiet here, so let me give on out the uh, information one more time and invite you to participate in the Healthy Steps radio show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. And you can do that by calling 813-239-9663 or continue sending your emails to dj at wmnf.org and texting us at 813-433-0885. Back to you, Dr. Harvey. Thank you, Bill. So, you know, the um, it's very interesting um, what we see going on um, um, nationally when it comes to access to care. Um, <clears throat> a study was published in the Journal of the American Medical Association in JAMA Ophthalmology, it's called. The link is on my site. Study reveals eye care disparities for Native American patients. Now, this isn't just for Native Americans, but this one study was. And um, what they did was compare um, um, problems and care between Native American and non-Hispanic white patients. There are more uh, ophthalmologic conditions and less services in Native Americans than in whites. So for just example... um, Blindness and low vision. Um, the risk is um, 1.48 versus 0.75. So twice the risk for blindness and low vision in Native Americans. But the services were the same, Nine, or actually less. For the, for the Native Americans that were blind, 19.2 was the relative service value, and 20.1 was for whites. So for twice the amount of pathology, there's the same amount of service, essentially. And so there is a, the conclusions that the study made was in this cross, cross-sectional study, North American native individuals had higher prevalence of ophthalmologic conditions, but no corresponding increase in services compared with non-Hispanic white individuals. These results suggest worse eye health and higher unmet eye care needs in North American native individuals with coverage. This is with actually Medicare uh, coverage or insurance coverage. It's really sad that people are being neglected and it seems to be based on race, but that could be so many different layers. Education of knowing when to go, how to go, how to prevent it. There's so many layers here that unfortunately are at issue and make it difficult for for um, many uh, subsets of our population to actually ask access care. Um, I think we have a caller. Yes, indeed we do. I've got John on the line. Good morning, John. Hello, Doc. Can you hear me all right? Hi, John. Just ironic that you're having the show today because I, I, I hurt my eye four days ago while I was painting a ceiling, and I think I might have got some paint in my eye. Oh no! Since then, since then I've, I've got the floaties going on, pretty bad. Um, and I was curious about what you were saying about the floaties in the eye and dehydration. Well, here's a question: Did you get the floaties after the injury, or are they there beforehand? after um i would get to an ophthalmologist right away um you need to get that eye looked at because there could be damage in the um um either in the anterior or posterior chamber but if you got paint or something in your eye you can have an inflammatory process going on in the anterior chamber the the clear part on in the front that has um you, you could have uh if there's floaters in there you're looking at 
severe uh, inflammation and damage. Can you, are you, are you able to see out of that eye? I can see out of the eye. I just went to the doctor for it this morning, and they're supposed to call me with an ophthalmologist referral. So I am going to see one. Yes, I, I get that done. See, pardon me? Get, get that ophthalmology visit, because this sounds like a major change. Yeah, yeah, I was a little bit worried about it, frankly, because I thought, you, you know, generally when something happens to the eye, it'll go away in a day or two, or you'll wash it out, but this is persistent, like fifth day in a row that I've had this going on in my eye. And there's actually a little flash that I see if I turn my eyes to the left real fast or, or mm -hmm. swivel my head quickly, there'll be a little bit of a flash in the left side of my eye. Mm. Um, that, you know, did you, did, did something hit your eye or was it just something got in it? Well, I was, I was painting a ceiling and yeah. a little bit of paint dropped into my eye. Okay. Didn't so it wasn't like you had a physical trauma to it. No, not that I know of, but okay. I was curious what you said about the dehydration because I'm always having a hard time staying hydrated because I work outside and yes. sweat a lot and have a hard time getting the water back. So that gave me a little bit of insight to the floaties. Yeah, we definitely need to stay hydrated here in Florida. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate your show. I'm going to go. Well, you're welcome, John. And see, hopefully yep. not, nothing too serious. Good. Thank you. Have a great day. Well, it's gone quiet again here, so I'm going to be right. generous and keep giving out the phone number. Expecting people to give us a call to the Healthy Sabs Radio Show here at WMNF Tampa by calling 813-239-9663 or sending emails to dj at wmnf.org. And you can also text us at 813-433-0885. And just to carry on the uh, lead that Dr. Harvey had done, I'm going to say if you're enjoying this show and you want to show your support, look deep into your heart and then go to our website, WMNF.org, and click on the tip jar at the top of the screen. And be sure to direct your donation to HAN for the Healthy Steps Radio Show. We certainly will appreciate it. And as I say in another show, Angels will bend down and kiss you on the cheek. Absolutely. And hopefully on both eyes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So here's an email uh, from Bob in Palmetto. I have had a victrectomy on my left eye. That means that the posterior chamber had some of the material removed because of a uh, problem there. And he had it because of a severe wrinkle on the macula. So the macula is the part of the eye that sees the most focus. And... Um, when there's a wrinkle on there, it makes your vision distorted as if you, the entire scene is folded. And so that needed to get fixed. Um, he's had both cataracts done and his doctor would not give a specific cause for these issues. And he's wondering what could be doing it. He gives history. He did welding and brazing work for 20 years. Welding, high intensity light is very damaging and probably was the cause of the cataracts. I'm not sure what it would have to do with the macula, but any kind of ongoing um, um, oxidative stress damage can cause these kinds of problems. And he has started taking something called AREDS2, A-R-E-D-S-2. It is a well-researched combination of supplements that help support eye health. And um, 
there's a lot of published data on that and included in AREDS for, formula is A um, for the um, uh, vitamin A. Um, I'm not sure what R stands for, but there's vitamin E, there's zinc, and um, um, uh, so the, the, the acronym doesn't actually fit with what's in it, but it's A, zinc, E, and special carotenoids, carotenoids, beta carotene, the yellow orange pigments that we enjoy in our carrots and sweet potatoes, lutein, L-U-T-E-I-N, and zeaxanthin, Z-E-A-X-A-N-T-H-I-N. Those are two carotenoids that really help with preventing damage to the retina and may help with preventing cataracts too. Um, so he's taking this formula that really helps to support the eyes. Vitamin A is critical. Vitamin A is a crucial role in vision because it helps maintain a clear cornea, which is the front of the eye that lets all the light in. Um, and it also helps prevent xerophthalmia and vitamin A deficiency creates xerophthalmia, which is very dry eyes. And that leads to many problems. Vitamin E also prevents some of the, uh, uh, may help prevent cataracts as does vitamin C. The B vitamins, have a lot of information, B2, B6, B9, B12, B2 specifically for cataracts, niacin, B3 for glaucoma. In fact, there's a really good study on Asians with preventing glaucoma with niacin and omega-3 fatty acids from your fish and flax. These help with the xerophthalmia or dry eye um, and also with diabetes-associated retinopathy. And thiamine, B1, also helps prevent cataracts. And when you look at the foods that contain these, if you look at a Mediterranean diet, you're getting the basically the foods that you need to support your eye system. So we have lots on the line now. I'd like to answer a few calls. Well, holy smokes. Yes, I don't think I've seen the board lit up like this in quite some time. Let's start with Bev from Tampa. Good morning, Bev. Hi, hi, Dr. Fred. It's Bev Keeney. Um, Hello. I've become a caregiver for my elderly mom, who's 82 with advanced Alzheimer's. And yes. during this time, right before COVID, they said she had a cataract kind of growing. It wasn't bothering her. So we go back now two years later, and the guy says it's so sick, it would be difficult to operate on it. And yes, it's affecting her care in a way because when she looks down, she kind of thinks a dark spot she's going to fall into. The guy said, uh, it's difficult to operate. Maybe we should or shouldn't. We we don't know what if we're, you know, hurting my mom's chances by not doing it. Meantime, he had her changed her glasses to be, you know, not bifocal, trifocal. They're just single vision medium, and yes. still very tentative when she walks. So, are there benefits? I don't know. Well, it sounds to me like she's having significant functional impairment from the fact that she is having less vision out of that eye. So if you think about it logically, she's basically lost that eye. The worst thing that could happen from having cataract surgery is that she would not have vision in that eye. So she's already impaired by not vision in that eye. Fixing it could give her a really good chance of functioning better. It could have a one in what, a thousand, 10,000, a hundred thousand chance of her going blind in that eye because of the surgery. So many cataracts are worked on daily, even when they're a little bit large. That thick. He said thick. Or okay. thick, yeah. There are, there are people that would do that, that are probably good at doing that. 
And um, <clears throat> if yours is hesitant, I would ask for another opinion by somebody maybe who specializes in difficult cases. But I, I think it makes sense because she's impaired. Oh, gosh, I hadn't thought of it that way. I was just thinking about overall. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. I'll look for a specialist. You're welcome, Bev. Thank you. And let's go to Patty here. Good morning, Patty. Hi. Um, I have a question, but it's not about the eye. So is this not a good time to call? It would be a better time to call back about other subjects. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, so I will call back. have a good day, Patty. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, that was a quick one. Let's go to Jennifer. She also has a question. Hi. Um, yeah, Hello, the Jennifer. I'm calling is my um, partner has went to the eye doctor and he has macular degeneration. And mm -hmm. I thought he should get another opinion, but... He's kind of reluctant to like, oh, this was a really good ophthalmologist and so on. Um, that's just one thing. And then I guess you, you can get injections and then there's also surgery. But I don't know. He's just like kind of freaked out by it. And I just wonder what you what you suggest. Is it, uh, getting another opinion is a good idea, right? Well, I, I never would um, suggest not to get another opinion. Um, but... Okay. Uh, the um, um, macular degeneration has a very specific look on the examination. Did he have a dilated eye examination? I don't know about that, probably. So check on that. If he had a dilated eye exam and the diagnosis is, is macular degeneration, it's highly likely it's macular degeneration. You could get another opinion, um, but it's a pretty classic diagnosis and it has very specific therapies. And so... Um, if you're all comfortable with that one, I would do it. I would just go with that because it does need therapy if it's if it's if it's been recommended because that means it's an aggressive, it's an advancing degeneration. I, you know, it did, what kind of therapy is there? Like eye exercises or, or, or no, um, no medi medication. Medication is going to ah. if it's if it's getting to the point where the eye retina is being damaged, we need to stop that process. And right. um, I'm fully uh, um, behind using medication. We need to stop a disease that's causing sure. problem. Yeah, well, he is taking some, I think they gave him some prescription, some kind of medicine. So that's, okay, that's what you'd recommend too. I mean. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd go forth into the next phase. And if you need to get another opinion to make sure you're doing the right thing, there's no problem yeah. with that. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, it's, he's, he's an artist, so he's just like, it's kind of freaked him out. Because well, it's, he needs to see that's important. 73. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Best wishes on that. A, there's a. Uh, light at the end of the tunnel on this form. There is, and, and this can be treated, so get on it now so it doesn't deteriorate further. He needs his eyes. Got it. Thank you. Okay, thanks so much. You're welcome. Bye. All right, well, we're looking at about eight more minutes and a full board here. I've got Ben, Mina, Chris, and Nick, so let's go to Ben. Good morning, Ben. Hey, how you doing? Um, good, Ben. How are you? Yeah, good, good. I was calling um, a few years back. It's probably been... Um, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, 10 years or so, I started to notice um, eyes open and eyes closed, um, random. I haven't been able to isolate a certain time of day, certain, you know, cause or anything like that. Uh, but I started to notice um, what looks like almost, almost like fireworks um, in my eyes when they're open, when they're closed, um, you know, little, little uh, trails of light um, darting. Um, hmm. left, right, sometimes one, two, um, sometimes I'll go a month without it. Sometimes it'll be three, four days in a row. 
Um, Brandon, when was your last? When was your last dilated eye exam? I've never had one. Uh, it's time. Never. This could be um, serious or it could be benign. Um, you could be having retinal tears. Um, you could be having uh, floater separations. Um, this could be, you know, sometimes those stellar things are ocular migraines. Uh, it doesn't sound like that to me, but you, you need an eye exam. You need a dilated eye exam because these symptoms are of concern. They could be serious. They may be nothing, but I don't know. Okay. You need to get looked at. Okay. That was right. my question. <laughs> yeah, go for it, man. <laughs> Have a great day. You too. Uh, that was kind of simple enough. Let's go to yep. Mina. Maybe she's got a real riddle for you, doctor. <laughs> Good morning, Mina. Hello. It's nice, Hi there. actually. Okay, I'm Hi, sorry Mina. about that, Mina. No problem. <laughs> Nobody gets it right. <laughs> <laughs> I will next time. <laughs> okay. My question is, I am on Lumigen for pressure in my eye. Yeah. Is there a generic and is it as good as the brand? Because the brand is crazy expensive. Um, that one, I don't know. Um, you might find it. Uh, some of these things have gone off patent. And um, if they have, uh, generics are supposedly the same chemical, but the FDA allows them to have more leeway on quality. Um, the brand has to have within 5% plus or minus of the label strength. Uh, generics, I think, are allowed to have 10% plus or minus on the label strength. So you could have a 20% swing between two different um, um, generics. Um, so it should work the same way, but I do know that in certain pill medications, because of the way the pill is manufactured, there is a certain delivery that happens with it that make it more specific to that brand, but I can't tell you about these. You'd have to ask an ophthalmologist. Okay, because I take three medications, but I just picked up this medication and it was $90. That was with my copay. Uh, yeah, some of these things are getting really exorbitant. And so... Um, it's ridiculous. They're taking yeah. advantage of us. Yes. I'm on Medicare. I can't afford that. I hear you. Doctor and, and I are going to have a sit down. It, it would be it would be nice if our government uh, actually weren't owned by corporations and we could actually have Medicare negotiate drug prices with the uh, uh, evil behemoths that are sucking the life out of America. But you know, our Congress likes yeah. the profits they get from the stock investments they make on insider trading, so they're not willing to actually change that. <laughs> no, because they're making money. Right. Yeah, that insider trading really helps all of our congressmen make a lot of cash. <laughs> yeah, they buy off the Congress people. Exactly. Congress people vote for right. Why, why else would we have such a, a cluster when it comes to the cost of uh, care in America? It's only because it's a profit, uh, extracting exactly. profit from suffering. That's the way this thing works. I mean, come on. So, <laughs> Mina, have a lovely day. We're not stupid. Yes, I know. Let's talk about some more health, though. Who's on the line? All right, yes, we're down to uh, just under about four minutes, so let's go to Nick. Hey, Nick. Hey, guys. I just want to share a story about spirulina for eye health because yes? it has a super amount of vitamin A, vitamin E, beta carotene, everything for good eye health. I had a friend years ago on my health kick. I was helping her get healthy, and she wears glasses, has such a bad prescription. She can't literally see without her glasses. 
she was on high doses of spirulina for about six months. The same amount I was taking, about 14 pills a day. And she started having headaches about six months later. She goes to the eye doctor, and her eyes got better by two prescriptions. Cool. She was only, she was only 22, year old, 22 years old at the time, and she stayed on the spirulina. They I gave her new glasses. It was fine. She stayed on the spirulina. And about th- after three years of her taking high doses of spirulina, she doesn't wear glasses anymore. That's excellent. Her eyes got that much better to where she's I don't, 20, 20 vision. Has she been doing some good eye exercises as well? I don't know for that. I don't really talk to her anymore, but after three years of her on the spirulina, she doesn't wear her glasses anymore. Except for Interesting. Driving. And she's got a low prescription. That she well, vitamin on. deficiency can definitely cause some problems there, and it spirulina definitely has some good uh, nutrition in it. So, okay. um, yeah, good, good, good uh, recommendation there. Yep, good show. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. All righty. It looks like we're getting kind of towards the end here. I was wondering if you have anything you want to share with us about next week there, Dr. Harvey. Yeah, I think that um, uh, there's been a lot of new information coming in. Um, a great article uh, from Nature regarding um, um, natural immunity, um, the release of Novavax, um, lots of different thoughts on it. And um yeah, so I think we'll talk a bit of a COVID update since we're still dealing with Omicron and BA5 is running through society now. Yeah, it's running wild. And it'll satisfy the call, our first caller today wanting to talk about Novavax. That, and we also had an email on one. And so, yeah, I think people are interested. So let's let's update. All right, sounds good. I'd like to thank you, Dr. Harvey, and all of our participants and listeners. And so until next Monday at 10 o'clock, I want to just welcome you all and say stay healthy. You're the greatest. You've been listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. Seconds away is five minutes of NPR News. They'll present Sustainable Living, hosted by the award-winning team of Kenny Coogan and Annie Ellis. Their guests today are Rebecca Zarger, Sean Laundrie, and Oscar Nurse, and they're all here to talk to us about Tampa Tree Canopy and Tree Care. So until next Monday at 10 a.m., thank you for supporting and listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. Your community-conscious radio station. Stay safe, stay thoughtful, and know that you are loved. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Corva Coleman. Excessive heat persists across the U.S. A heat wave is building in the Pacific Northwest. The National Weather Service has posted excessive heat warnings in parts of Oregon, Idaho, and Washington State. Heat advisory.